When we decide what matters to us, and I mean what really matters to us, we can make a few key changes and live a more meaningful life, the one we're dying to live. Hi, I'm Tony Matson, and I'm on a mission to encourage and empower women to live the life God created them for. If you're ready to rediscover your passion, redefine what's important, and recapture the time to live it, well, my friend, you're in the right place. Live the Life podcast is my roll-up-your-sleeves workshop-style show that'll help crack the code of your passion, power, peace, and purpose. I'm a Midwest gal, speaker, author, podcaster, and encourager, and I love all things God, family, and hope. So no matter your season in life, what you do, what you hope to do, or whether we're talking about the tough stuff or the triumphs, I'll be your biggest cheerleader, your loudest fan, and yep, you guessed it, I'll help you live the life God created you for. I'm so grateful you're on this ride with me. So here we go. This is the Live the Life Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Live the Life Podcast with Tony Matson. It's great to be with you today. And I got to tell you, since the prep and actual trip to pitch my book, Unlikely Recruits, at the International Christian Video Media Conference in Franklin, Tennessee, just a little bit ago, um, it's been a bit of a zoo, but in a really good way way. So many people have asked, what's it like to go before all those big name Christian producers and give the pitch of, well, the pitch of my life? Um, Yeah, well, I can tell you, it was terrifying, exhilarating, yes. Um, And it was the most vulnerable I have ever felt, but it also felt obedient. You know, I knew God was the way maker for me to be there starting back in Savannah in spring. And all I needed to do was just to show up and he'd make way for me to meet the right people and to say the right things and to be open to his nudges. And boy, did he. But I have to confess, I did come loaded for bear with the help of Jesse Hamble. He's the founder and the lead creative at Orange Impressions in Eau Claire. Um, really, really talented guy. He created a three-minute video that I used in my official pitches. Um, and it started with a, I don't know, like a 60-second body cam clip of a Connecticut State Patrol who came upon a veteran in crisis who was on the phone with the VA suicide hotline. It's powerful. It makes me cry every single time I see it. But from there, it rolls into a short interview with me and then an introduction to my book. And gosh, I got to say, Jesse did an amazing job. And even some of the biggest producers were in tears when I showed them that video. If you want to see it, all you got to do is go to my website, tonymatson.com, click in the upper toolbar, the word book, and just scroll down a little. You're going to see the link. Um, yeah, you'll want to take a peek at it. If you remember, the pitches were only five minutes. Yep, that's it. So here's here's what it was like. I was one of 18 people who had five minutes to pitch to their assigned producers, right? And every five minutes after, another group of 18 would come in and pitch those same 18 producers. Um, that went on for two hours. And if you were lucky, which I have to say, I was a few times blessed, someone didn't show up for their pitch. And they let some of us who were waiting the hallway in to make a second or third pitch to a different producer. So I 
pitched as many times as I could. I'd fly in there and sit down, pop my iPad open, turn it to them, hit play, and I would just wait for the video to end. And then it was showtime for me. So I'd go, hi, I'm Tony Matson, owner of a 67-acre horse ranch in Wisconsin. I'm searching for a producer who's looking to create a documentary that'll flip the script on how we change and save lives based on my newly released book, Unlikely Recruits, How God Enlists Horses to Heal Veterans. My book immerses the readers in the real and raw stories that haunt veterans who faced hell and found hope and healing in the unlikely connection with horses and faith. This project will transcend all genres, ministering to everyone who struggles with depression, anxiety, substance abuse, and even suicide. These are today's epidemics. This project will be a beautiful blend of the universal messages of resilience, transformations, and the power of faith. It'll show how God meets us where we're at, but loves us too much to leave us there, and how he rescues us in the most unexpected and unlikely ways. Yeah, even through horses. So, Boom, done. That was it. That was my time. And then it was their turn, but they only had about 60 seconds to ask questions anyway. But by the time the four-day conference was done, I had pitched to, gosh, I don't know, uh, probably 75 people or so. Some were fellow newbies like me practicing on each other because quite honestly, it's a little nerve wracking in there. And some were the top Christian movie producers. But everybody was so kind and encouraging and they're all saying, your project has to get out to the world because it will save lives. That was amazing to hear. And I just give all the credit to God because um, without him, it'd be nowhere. Yeah. But it was really the craziest experience I've ever had. And I knew God was leading. And all, all he was asking me to do was to trust him. And yes, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I did. And I can't tell you any of the specifics yet, but I'm, I don't know, I, I'm really encouraged with where we're at, and I hope to be able to share some details really soon. God is so good. Man, oh man, is he faithful and such a devoted waymaker. Yeah, we were treated to some of really extraordinary events, like the premiere of some not-yet-released movies, like Angel Studios' most recent called The Shift. They described it as a contemporary retelling of the book of Job. I think it, that fits it perfectly. It was so good. Yep, and we saw it first. It was so exciting. We were even part of a Q&A session after the showing with the lead actors, Christopher Palaha and Elizabeth Tabish, and she, you might know, and recognize her name. She also plays Mary Magdalene in The Chosen. It was so cool. Then the next night, we saw the premiere of the documentary titled Home by Sunday, which tells the story of Mark Hall, who is the founder and the lead singer of Casting Crowns. Oh, my gosh, this band has dominated Christian radio for, I don't know, more than 25 years and sold like 10 million albums. And the movie was spectacular. And I was so blessed to have a chance to chat with Mark and give him a book before the evening ended. And oh my gosh, what a nice man he is. What a humble, humble guy he is. The next morning, uh, Mark led the morning service and um, he gave a really, I think, kind of funny, but really insightful uh, message and take on our relationship with God and our friends. And uh, what really resonated with me, though, was one quick comment he made. And he said, God doesn't need us, but he wants us. 
He wants us so badly, so intensely and passionately that he died for us. Yeah, he was born, he lived, and he wanted us to be part of his world, his mission, his purpose, and his ministry so much that he died being our way maker. No, like Mark said, he doesn't need us, but he wants us. That really landed landed in my heart and my spirit. How about you? Does that on you? I mean, how does that strike you? What does it say to you? Let me know. Let me know. Send me off an email or a, or a little tweak on uh, Facebook or something. But since we returned from Franklin, oh my gosh, I have fallen in a bucket of blessings. And I've been traveling and speaking and sharing the hope that Unlikely Recruits is giving to veterans and those that really care about them. That's the goal, right? Giving hope to those who have little or maybe even none. That's how we're going to push back on the suicide rate of our veterans. And those, even not just veterans, but those still serving our country as we speak, our active duty members. Yes, yes. Including and absolutely inviting them. But, um, you know, yesterday I got back from a trip to northern Minnesota, Alexandria, if you want to put a pin in the map. Um, oh, my gosh, I love that area. My sister Kathy and her husband uh, live up there. and They have for, I don't even know how many years, quite a few years. And I just found out that Alex is my dear friend Sarah Stokes' hometown. Yeah, I can see why. What a beautiful place. I spoke at the Douglas County uh, Library, and I shared, you know, all the what and the why and the how of unlikely recruits. And it was such a nice gathering, and the people were so welcoming and, and just had an amazing exchange. It was really, really wonderful. Um, so, all right, so I'm just going to take a little bunny trail here. I have to tell you, um, Alexandria is peppered with the nicest shops. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. We started our tour at 6th and Broadway downtown. We had a ball when Deb set up a photo shoot. And, oh, my gosh, they have the most beautiful clothing there. I got to model the coolest earth kind of tone plaid jacket and sweet hat. Oh, my gosh, so fun. Then my sister Kathy and Marge, just a, oh, my gosh, longtime friend and travel buddy of mine, jumped in. And we, oh, my gosh, we had so much fun smiling and posing and acting goofy. And and I'll post some of the pictures so you can see them. It was a blast. Um, and shopping, oh, my, yes, we shopped the artisan market, the bookstore, newly opened tea and spice shop, and loaded our car. At least I did, loaded my car full of Christmas gifts. I thought, oh my gosh, what perfect timing. And yes, um, kind of a, a good excuse. Uh, but what I found was one of the biggest gifts to me. And as I learned to my audience up there as well, was the hope that Unlikely Recruits is giving to those who struggle. Yeah, those ones that struggle with PTSD. There are so many people who think PTSD has nothing to do with them, that it has never, nor will it ever, touch their life. So they think there's just no reason to learn about it or to see how they might be able to help somebody who battles it. So they just stand back, kind of hands off. But here's the thing. We have no idea of people's stories or how they may have silently fought this PTSD for however long, years, decades even, because it's so often not talked about. And you know this, when we keep something in the dark, the power grows. Yes, it grows. It's only when we bring it into the light that we're able to manage and cope with it. And even in this case, taming the demons. But silence is the enemy of success 
for these people. In fact, I want to challenge you and I don't know, maybe even prove something to you in a, in a weird little way here. But I want to prove to you that we know more people who either do or might be struggling with PTSD than we ever thought possible. People who matter to us, who we'd like to help if only we knew what they were, you know, trying to manage. And here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go through some of the ways PTSD shows up in, in everyday life, what it looks like, and even what it feels like for these people struggling with it. And you see, if you recognize any of these behaviors and the people around you that you either know have served in the military, or maybe you had no idea they did. Maybe it's, maybe it's one of your parents or your spouse or one of your friends or coworkers. You know, there are more than 18 million living veterans today in the U.S. only. I'm going to say there's a very high likelihood that you know at least one of them, right? Yeah. Okay. So do you know, do you know somebody who's complaining a lot about headaches or stomach aches or feeling sick, but the doctors can't find anything wrong? Yeah. Sometimes these might happen because of how stressed or anxious they feel. PTSD can cause an enormous level of stress and anxiety, which can affect our systems in all sorts of negative ways. So unexplained physical symptoms can be caused by PTSD. Do you know anybody like that? Yeah. Have you ever been around someone who suddenly gets really, really upset or scared when they see or hear something that maybe reminds them of some, I don't know, maybe something bad that they've experienced in their past? They might look like they're staring off into space, reliving that moment, even though it's not happening to them right at the moment. Yeah, that might be a flashback. Absolutely could be a sign that they're struggling with PTSD. Or let's say you have a friend who used to enjoy doing lots of things, but now seems, I don't know, maybe sad all the time. They don't want to hang out. They they say things like, what's the point? Or I don't matter anymore. Nothing seems, you know, nothing seems to make sense. Um, nothing's, there's just no meaning in things anymore. That's a huge red flag. Please pay attention to that. Feelings of hopelessness or this weird emptiness can very likely be signs of a person who is up to their eyeballs in PTSD. Or have you noticed someone who used to just drink casually and would never, ever consider touching drugs, but now drinks to excess or at least more than they ever have in the past or maybe even started using drugs? And it's causing problems like missing work or fighting with their friends or their spouse or all sorts of different things. Substance abuse, drug abuse is a common way people with PTSD use to self-medicate and to numb themselves to the memories that haunt them day and night. This is a big sign that something is changing and needs some attention, some serious attention. It could be PTSD. Or how about when someone loses their temper really, really quickly, maybe over, I don't know, some really small thing, and they might yell or break things or even hurt themselves, or maybe even hurt you. That's rage. And it's really, really common with PTSD. You know, the veterans I've worked with often talked about how they worried about what might happen. I mean, like nonstop 
worry. They were always really tense. They'd avoid certain places or situations and they'd have a hard time calming down, you know, after they were either startled or agitated in some way. This is a persistent anxiety or fear, and it's a really, really common symptom of, of PTSD. You know, maybe you know a person who used to be out and about a lot. They loved being out in the public with friends and going to movies and going out to eat or just socializing, but suddenly starts to turn down or say no to invitations, spending more and more time alone and seeming distant or detached or just uninterested. You know, this is called isolationism. It's dangerous and it's a dark place for veterans with PTSD. Please pay attention to this. You know, maybe your spouse all of a sudden can't sleep well or is always tired or maybe they sleep too much because they're feeling really bummed or depressed or down. You know, shifts in sleep patterns is a common sign in the world of PTSD. You know, resurfacing or recurring nightmares are really common with vets with PTSD, and it raises havoc with their sleep. And sleep deprivation, oh man, that causes people to do really, really irrational and, yeah, even dangerous things sometimes. Definitely a possible sign of PTSD. And some vets have told me that they just can't focus at work or school. They forget things all the time, even things they've done for years, some even repeatedly, or they say it's impossible to make choices, even just the simplest ones. Difficulty in making decisions and concentrating can absolutely be a sign of struggling with PTSD. And many of the vets that I work with, man, they made it a habit. I mean, uh, even kind of a sport out of doing things that could hurt them. Yeah, risky behavior, like like doing things without even thinking about the consequences or hurting themselves intentionally or even talking about not wanting to live anymore. Self-destructive behavior is a huge, huge, huge red flag. Don't ignore this or, or any of the things that I've listed above. Unlikely Recruits goes through these types of behaviors and tells the stories of, of some of our veterans that we've worked with that really did grapple with these things and they came out the other end but it's it is something that you you can't ignore you can't be afraid to talk about and um it doesn't go away it doesn't go away just because you want it to right so don't ignore these recognize that these you know, these are signs even in ourselves or in other people. And it's going to help if we address them, it's going to help us understand when someone might need support. Or, I mean, when it's time to get help from a professional, like a counselor or a therapist. Yeah, it could be, it could be us that they come to. They come might come to Trinity for help. Yes, please come to us for help. Or it could be any number of other qualified, licensed, certified, or or otherwise vetted support systems. But please. Don't be afraid to talk to someone about it. You may be the only one who stands between them and an irreversible choice that they might be thinking about that very moment. Your courage to step in and fill that gap and your compassion for them might save their life. We don't know that, right? You know what? And you can start that conversation um, 
you know, by saying something like, hey, it looks like you're, you're having a tough day. Um, how can I help? Or, man, I care a ton about you, Bob. And it seems like you're struggling a bit with either this or that. You fill in the blanks. Um, and I want you to know I'm here for you and I'll help you in any way that I can. Or I don't know what you're going through right now and I don't know what you've been through in the past, but I know this, my friend. I am here for you. I want to help you. What can I do for you? You know, and just being there sometimes is enough for them to know that you care and you see them, you hear them, you respect them, you love them. Sometimes that's enough to get them over a tough hump. But please don't stop there. Help them get help if you can. Yeah, if you can. You know, at the end of my message in Alexandria this past weekend, I had people come up to me and say, hey, I'm buying several copies of your book to give as Christmas gifts because I have people in my life that'll be helped by it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, you guys, that's why I wrote Unlikely Recruits. I wrote it to give veterans hope that things can and will get better, to give them a voice so they can tell their story and to be heard and respected for their sacrifices and trade, and to give them proof that God doesn't leave us in the darkness. He meets us where we're at, but he loves us far too much to leave us there. He comes alongside of us to rescue us in the most unexpected and unlikely ways. And yes, 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 sometimes that's even through horses. Thanks for tuning in today. I wanted to share that with you so that we can be, I think, on the same page, so that we can all be pulling in the same direction. And I want to invite you to join our mission. Not, I don't know, I guess really it's more like a movement to reduce the number of veteran suicides by giving hope to those who have none. Hope changes everything. Please consider going to Amazon and getting and gifting a copy of Unlikely Recruits to someone who needs hope. Yeah. Thank you, my precious friends. Thank you, thank you. I'll be back with you soon. God bless you. I love you all. Wow, that went by fast, didn't it? Cracking the code and discovering the shifts we can make to live the life God created us for is what our time together is all about, and then some. If this topic resonated with you, I want to know. And if you know someone who needs to hear it, please send them the link to this episode or have them go wherever they get their podcasts and they'll find me at Live the Life Podcast with Tony Matson. or encourage them to visit the podcast page on my website, TonyMatson.com, and remind them to become a member of Tony Circle so they get all the freebies and good stuff. After all, that's what friends do, right? Speaking of friends, do you know how much I love hearing from you and so enjoy getting your questions for my Q&A day. Remember, it's every last episode of the month. So please email me at Tony at TonyMatson.com. And I want you to know how grateful I am that you're on this ride with me. Ugh, it means the world to me. God bless. And ladies, let's live like somebody left the gate open. <laughs>